it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three, two, one. But I'm working out. I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer Jim Calhoun. NASCAR icon Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kirk Herbstreet is on the phone. Here. Welcome in, we- everybody. Episode 742 of the podcast in Assuming America, the Air Tour Sports Podcast presented. By that Fred Sportsbook, it is Monday, July 31st, 2023. People, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is having a great day. We got ourselves a jam-packed, busy Monday episode of the Aaron Torres Pod. Here's what you need to know. Friday's show, we obviously talked about realignment in the Big 12 and the Pac-12. Today, I think there's a couple new twists we got to hit on. I believe there is a new favorite to get the next spot in the Big 12, so we'll discuss that, what it means for all the other schools, what it means for the Pac-12, a lot of moving parts that I don't know if they're going to get settled anytime in the next short amount of time. From there, a quick break, and we'll come back. Don't do a ton of high school football recruiting on this show, but Hugh Freeze is unbelievable. Auburn's class is on fire. He picked up another five-star commitment this weekend, and it just proves, as I told you, all November, December of last year, this was the right man for the Auburn job. Finally, we'll wrap a little bit. John Ruiz, remember him? Miami, Booster, NIL. Yeah, he's in big trouble. Kind of just like I told you he'd be. So we got a lot of ground to cover. It is a busy, busy, busy Monday here in late July. By the way, tomorrow, it's game month. It's August. We get football this week with the, uh, you know, with the Hall of Fame game and college football is right around the corner. So let's not waste any more time. And let's get to the topic of the day. The topic of the day, bluntly, isn't really the topic of the day as much. It's really just the topic of the moment in college sports and that is the present and future and the never-ending realignment that is coming specifically with the Big 12 and the Pac-12. And on Friday's show, if you listen, we did, and, and I got some great feedback, so thank you to all you guys and girls who reached out to me. But we did kind of a 30,000-foot view of, okay, where are we right now? The Big 12 has taken Colorado. They are now at 13 schools. Do they go to 14 schools? Do they go to 16 schools? Who would it be? We talked about individual schools like UConn, like Arizona. What would be next for Oregon and Washington, who seem to be tied at the hip? And so on Friday, we did that big recap. 
But I do believe that over the weekend, the winds have started to shift a little bit. Things are starting to clarify a little bit. And so I kind of want to do an update. And I don't plan on doing Big 12, Pac-12 updates every single episode of this show. But it remains the biggest story in sports. And it remains an ever-ongoing thing. And as I get new information, I'm going to share it. So let's start with what we know, what we learned over the weekend. I spent a bunch of time on the phone with with contacts and and people that I know in the business. um, And other reports have come out, whatever. But let's get into what we've learned over the last couple of days since Friday's show. And I'd start by saying this, is, is that before we can even talk about any individual schools, individual teams, we need to answer the fundamental baseline question of this. Is the Big 12 going to stay at 13? They're certainly not. So will they go to 14 or will they go to 16 and match the same number of schools as the Big 10 and the SEC will have next year? Remember, the Big 12 will be at 14 this year with Texas and Oklahoma. They leave, Colorado comes in, but the 14 versus 16 debate is very important for one simple reason, right? If it's 14, it means that there's a lot of schools angling for one spot in the Big 12, and then everybody else is kind of SOL, if you know what that means. If it's 16, though, it changes the dynamic. Then you can take a couple Pac-12 schools and a group of five like UConn. UConn's not really a group of five. They are in football. Um, You can take the three corner schools, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. You can take Arizona, Washington, and Oregon if the opportunity presented itself and Oregon and Washington were interested. And so I bring it up because 14 versus 16 changes everything. 14 is one school, whatever. 16 probably means multiple Pac-12 schools are out, and the Pac-12 is now hemorrhaging team after team after team after team, and there might not be a future for that league as well. Well, I guess if you're looking for any sort of silver lining for the Pac-12, it does appear as though all accounts this weekend, the Big 12 is going to stay at 14 schools. Um, And I don't know that this is totally surprising because, and by the way, when I say 14, what I mean is they're taking Colorado, they're going to add one more, so that will be staying at the 14 that they have this year, just will be a different set of schools. But to me, ultimately, this isn't very surprising because of something that the commissioner himself, Brett Yormark, said a few weeks ago. If you remember, at Big 12 Media Days, Brett Yormark, he did the main podium interview where he said, look, we're happy with our 12, but we'll continue to evaluate, and it's up to the board, and blah, 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 and this and that. But then he did a separate interview with On3 Sports, and I referenced this on this show, and I tweeted about it on this show. And what I said at the time was Brett Yormark was asked a very specific question, and I don't know if he wanted it framed this way. Sometimes I'll tell you is that sometimes a a, a savvy person will lead an interviewer into a question, but he was asked specifically about getting back to 14 teams post-Texas and Oklahoma, and he said point blank, I will be disappointed if we are not back at 14 schools within the next year or two. So it wasn't 16, it wasn't expansion, it was specifically 14 schools. And so to me, that was always kind of the barometer. I I thought you could get to 16, but when he said 14, that always stayed in the back of my mind as there must be something here. There must be a reason that he specifically answered that question this specific way. So if it is 14, what I will also add is this. It appears as though right now, this second, 
there is a team that is in the driver's seat to get that 14th spot. Uh, and it's one of two that I talked about on Friday's show. Bluntly on Friday's show, I said both UConn and Arizona feel good about the position that they're in. Now, at that time, I think I was more open to the idea of the Big 12 going to 16, not 14. But the team that I believe, the school that I believe that is set to get that 14th opportunity, and again, you can't go until you get the invite, I do think it's Arizona, though. And so what has happened, what has changed, but more specifically, what is it about Arizona that they will be the next school? To me, it is almost a perfect, why I think it's Arizona, I guess to, to, to say it like this, why I think it's Arizona, it fits the criteria that both Brett Yormark, the commissioner wants, but also the conference presidents as well. We know from Brett Yormark's perspective, what he wants is to build a coast-to-coast basketball juggernaut. We've talked about it many times. He believes that if you can build the best basketball conference in America, if you can include some of the biggest brands in America, it means that you cannot be excluded from any future realignment of college sports. So if the Big 12, Big 10 and the SEC at some point in the next 20, 30, 10, 5, 2 years decide they want to break off, well, you can't play major college sports without Kansas and, and all these basketball powers. And so that has been Brett Yormark's goal. Um, but I also think it appeases the, com- the the conference president's goals as well. Remember, the conference presidents, presidents by nature, they're not sports people. They're not basketball people. They're not football people either. Um, and school presidents, in many cases, aren't athletic people at all. Brett Yormark has this 20-year vision of what he wants the Big 12 to be playing games in Mexico. They just did a clinic at Rucker Park for basketball because they clearly want to make New York a priority and a hub for the Big 12. The presidents don't care about that. They're running major universities, and they just want to know what stabilizes us the best. And so Arizona, coming from a Power 5 conference in a a pseudo-contiguous state, Obviously, they're kind of in the Big 12 footprint. They're, they're, you know, obviously they're they're a border state of Colorado who's joining the league of Utah, which has BYU, which is in the Big 12. Arizona geographically makes sense. Arizona basketball fits the narrative, but also they play Power Five football as well. And this is an important component for a reason that we talked about when we talked about Colorado last week. And this is something I don't think enough people are talking about. Okay. So when Colorado officially accepted the invite to the Big 12, there is a very interesting clause in the contracts, the TV contracts that the Big 12 has signed. That clause states explicitly that the Big 12, if they are to add Power 5 teams and Power 5 programs, those schools then automatically get a full TV share. So why is that important? Colorado joins. They get the full 30 plus million, 31 million and change. That's great for Colorado. There's no waiting period. There's no buyout, which is important. And I know I'm getting nerdy here, but this is important stuff. For Colorado, you look at it, they get the full 31 million. There's no buyout. There's no exit fee from the Pac-12. They're free and clear. From the Pac-12's perspective, they don't have to help subsidize Colorado as they transition from another league. The league as we know it, the Pac-12, is over in 2024, and so it's the same with Arizona. Arizona can come in. They can break off clean from the Pac-12. There's no exit fees. There's no this. 
There's no giving them a partial share as they get acclimated to the league. Those are important things to the school presidents, and so it all makes sense. From Arizona's perspective, I think it obviously goes without saying it's a no-brainer. More TV money, certainly more stability, and for Arizona, a basketball power, you're now aligning yourself with the best basketball league in America. And I know Arizona football is on the way up. Jed Fish, I'm not trying to disrespect what he's doing, but Arizona basketball, if they stay behind in the Pac-12, what are you staying behind for? UCLA's gone. USC's gone. Nobody else is very good. So for Arizona, it fits too perfectly, but then it's obviously mostly just about stability and being able to move forward. Um, You know, there's been differing conversations about Arizona State. I'll stick with what I said on Friday. Um, I think in a perfect world, Arizona would like Arizona State to come with them. I think all the power players in that state would like those two schools to stay aligned. But Arizona's going to do what's best for Arizona. They're not waiting around for Arizona State. And I don't know Arizona State's going to get an invite ever. And even if they are, I don't know if they're going to accept it ever for all the reasons we talked about on Friday. From the UConn perspective, listen, I'll say this. Bluntly, on Friday's show, and I got to own it, I said that UConn, the people that I talked to there, listen, I've been talking to people everywhere, right? And so the people I talked to at UConn, and I don't think it was a, a place of arrogance or misinformation, I think they felt very good after the Colorado news. I don't think they were concerned about not having a seat at the table. I do think it's changed a little bit over the past 48 to 72 hours since then. From the UConn perspective, listen, I don't, by the way, for the record, I don't think UConn's done anything wrong. Everybody, you know, there, there's a big thing on social media about UConn football, this and that. And it's not because I like Jim Mora and I, I've had him on the show and I think he's really good at what he does. Um, but UConn, like, there is a history. You put them in a power conference with power resources. They sell out their stadium. They win. They go to big bowl games. They 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 win bowl games. Like, like this is a team that can compete in a power conference. So I think UConn's done everything right. They've upgraded all the facilities. Uh, you know, new baseball stadium, softball. This is all gr- good stuff. But from UConn's perspective, what this simply comes down to, in my opinion, is a disagreement between Brett Yormark, the commissioner, and the school presidents, as we just talked about with Arizona. I don't think there's any doubt that if it was up to Brett Yormark unilaterally, if he just made all the decision, if he just rubber-stamped everything, boom, 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 UConn would be probably already have an invite and have already accepted. The problem becomes, from UConn's perspective, is what Brett Yormark wants isn't what the school presidents necessarily want. Brett Yormark, remember, this is a guy. We've talked about it a million times, so I'll be quick here. But Northeast ties, he wants a pipeline in New York City. He believes New York City is the, the major media market, and he wants a coast-to-coast league that is a power, specifically in basketball. And I also think he believes in what UConn football is capable of, what UConn's athletic department is capable of. Baseball program's great. Olympic sports are great, etc. But again, it goes back to what I said with the school presidents. From the UConn perspective, they're not a power five, so they won't automatically be just phased into this TV contract the way that an Arizona could or anybody from a power five conference. Um, And then beyond that, uh, UConn does have a buyout of 30 plus million dollars from the Big East if they decide to leave. So UConn just, you know, it's the old uh, it's the old Facebook status. It's complicated. It's just more complicated with UConn. It's cleaner with Arizona. Arizona plays power conference football. 
And so, as I said, right now, UConn is uh, Arizona is in the driver's seat, and I don't think it's anything UConn's done wrong. I just think it's a tough deal of convincing the school presidents. And by the way, I'd say this. I think it's been a tough conversation from the beginning. I can tell you, just talking to people behind the scenes, all, all corners of the country. Remember, I grew up in Connecticut, but I live in Pac-12 country, so I got ne- I got a network everywhere. And I think most people felt like UConn was at the front of the line. It was going to be Colorado. That was what the school presidents wanted. It was going to be UConn. That was what Brett Yormark wanted. And then as the summer has gone on, as the, the league presidents had their meetings in West Virginia in late May, the paradigm started to shift. But again, even after Colorado, I think most people thought Brett Yormark was going to be able to push this through. And now it's becoming a bit more challenging. Um, and from UConn's perspective, again, I don't think they did anything wrong. Facilities are where they need to be. Football's on the rise. And I'll say this too, like for, for anybody that, you know, I've had a call, oh, Torres, you were just saying it because of this or because of that. No. One, UConn is by any definition a Power 5 program. They're not in a Power 5 conference. They operate like a Power 5 program. Elite facilities, elite coaches, well-paid. But I also believe that they were acting all offseason like a program, and they have been acting the last couple years like a program that expected to find itself in the Power 5 going forward. Does UConn give Dan Hurley a contract extension worth $6 million a year if they really, truly believe they're staying in the Big East long-term? Big East TV payout, according to Pete Thabel, uh, I think is somewhere in the neighborhood of like 4 to $5 million. So you're going to pay your basketball coach $6 million only making $4 million in TV revenue. No, UConn has been operating as though they are expecting to get into a power league. I mentioned this too, by the way. By the way, j- just so it's clear, Dan Hurley deserves every penny he gets. So I hope that doesn't sound like I think it was a bad contract. It was a great contract. You got to pay a national championship coach, national championship coaching money. That's what they did. But they've been operating as though they're expecting to get into a power five. And right now, uh, things are a little bit more, you know, a little bit more kind of fluid uh, than I think they were even 72 hours ago, 96 hours ago when Colorado announced that they were leaving. I think from everywhere else, I don't think much else really has changed. I gave the Arizona, Arizona State thing. Anybody who thinks that Arizona is going to stay back to help Arizona State in a perfect world, I think they'd like to, but uh, I don't think they're going to. Uh, Utah. Again, Utah might be the biggest loser here. BYU's kind of got that that market cornered. I don't think BYU's keen on bringing in Utah. Utah, I don't think, is keen on following uh, BYU either. Um, Oregon and Washington, they're kind of doing their own thing. Maybe some point down the road, the Big Ten gets interested. But I have said from the day that USC and UCLA left, if the Big Ten wanted anybody else from the Pac-12, they would have taken them. The fact that they didn't, I don't think changes anything. Now, maybe, I don't know, you know, new commissioner, things change. I don't know. I I still can't totally figure out what's going on with Oregon and Washington. I will say this, though. Pac-12 can keep Oregon, Washington, and Utah. That's not a terrible football conference, but there's just a lot going on. Finally, I want to say one last thing, because I, I will say this, is I've seen a lot of conversation about, the missteps of the Pac-12. And it feels like the last two weeks, and really with the Colorado news, Colorado feels like the the tip of the iceberg that's going to lead to other schools leaving. Um, With Colorado, or with the Pac-12, I've seen a lot of like, remember when Larry Scott could have gotten Oklahoma and Texas and screwed that up? 
And like, I know at this moment, it's easy to blame Larry Scott, the former commissioner. You know where I think the Pac-12 really screwed up? You know where I think they dug their own grave? It was the day after Texas and Oklahoma left the Big 12 for the SEC. And the Big 12 was absolutely on the brink. And if you remember at that point, there was talk of the Pac-12 adding teams. And the Pac-12 basically said, eh, we're good. And whether it was because the commissioner couldn't see the forest through the trees, couldn't understand the bigger picture of college sports, or that he couldn't convince his presidents to get on board, that to me was the day that the Big Twelve, the, the Pac-12 unofficially died. Because from there, you opened yourself up with two years at that point left on a TV deal. You opened yourself up for the Big 12 to regain. Then, of course, the Big 12 gets its TV deal done. And then you end up in a scenario, there's no TV money to go around. USC and UCLA leave, and this all could have been avoided if you could have convinced your presidents, hey, take an Oklahoma State, take a TCU, take Kansas and Kansas State, do what you have to do to survive and put the dagger in the Big 12 once and for all. So everyone's talking about, oh, remember when Texas and Oklahoma could have come to the Pac-12? Forget that. The Pac-12 wrote its own obituary the day that they could not convince the presidents or they decided not to expand in the wake of Texas and Oklahoma leaving for the Big 12. All right, loaded first segment of the Aaron Torres pod. I want to take a quick break, come back, and hit on two stories, uh, recruiting-ish stories. One, I got to talk about Auburn. What Hugh Freeze is doing there is unbelievable. And then we'll take. Uh, we'll, we'll also talk about John Ruiz. Remember him? Life Wallet. Yeah, that guy. Oh, he's in the news, and it's not for good reasons. Take a quick break. Be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we're going to get back to the show in a minute. But before we do, I want to welcome back our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. By now, you know Betfred's story started in 1967 in the UK, over a thousand shops in the UK, and they have now come to the United States and made a major splash. They are the presenting sponsor of not only all things Aaron Torres Media, but the Colorado Rockies, the Denver Broncos, the Cincinnati Bengals. And what I love about Betfred, 
Nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred does. I've been telling you that for a year. We have sent listeners of the Aaron Torres pod to Denver Broncos VIP tailgates. The Betfred suite at Cincinnati Bengals games is rocking. Betfred betters have thrown out first pitch at the Colorado Rockies games. Nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. And here is what they are doing for you right now. How about this? Bet $50 on any game. Get up to $1,111 in free bets. Here's how it works. Download the Betfred Sportsbook app. Bet 50 bucks on anything you want to bet on. You automatically get $111 in free bets. But beyond that, you get up to $200 in insurance for your first five weeks as a Betfred customer, totaling $1,111 in free bets. I've told you for a year, nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. They're the only book that I bet with. And I want to thank Betfred for being our presenting sponsor. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody. I am back. Good to be back. Good to be back. I do want to hit on two quick topics to wrap the show. And one of them is actually a little bit of a follow-up from a segment that I did on YouTube last week, but also a little topic that we had in Aaron Wright, Aaron Wrong on Friday's show. And if you listen to Friday's show, we talk every week, we wrap the show, best and worst takes of the week. And one of the things I talked about was what Hugh Freeze and Auburn had up until last week done in recruiting. If you remember, I referenced that earlier in the week, I think it was last Thursday, there was a five-star linebacker named Demarcus Riddick, who had been committed to Georgia, who decided last week to flip to Auburn. And I said, where Aaron was right, this is proof that I told you, Hugh Freeze knows what it takes to get it done at the highest level of the SEC. Said since the day the job opened, he was the guy they should go get. And so it was a a, a good, solid recruiting win for Hugh Freeze and Auburn. And I get, by the way, one five-star linebacker doesn't win you national championships, SEC championships, doesn't win you games, but it was a good sign of what was coming. But here's the crazy part, and this is what I want to talk about now. If you thought one one little ho-hum five-star linebacker, oh, that's good. That's great. Yeah, he was committed to Georgia. But how about this? Did you see what Hugh Freeze did this weekend in recruiting? Okay, so this weekend was a major recruiting weekend across the country. Most every program had big planned, scheduled recruiting visits from multiple players in the 2024, 2025, 2026 classes that they are recruiting. And so Auburn had theirs. It's called Big Cat Weekend, which, by the way, is the coolest nickname ever for a recruiting weekend. And I know it goes back a long time with Gene Chizik and all that, but it's still cool. 
but Auburn brought in most of their priority recruits this weekend. Um, and one of them was a player named Perry Thompson. He is a five-star wide receiver from the state of Alabama was wink, wink. If you know where I'm going with this committed to Alabama, the number 14 ranked player in the country, according to 24 seven sports. Well, at big cat weekend on the campus of Auburn university over the weekend, Perry Thompson, five-star wide receiver, number two wide receiver in the country had been committed to Alabama. He decides to flip to Auburn. So how about this for Auburn? Hugh freeze. This is now the second five-star player that they have gotten in the last week after, oh, by the way, they hadn't signed a five-star since the 2019 recruiting cycle. And how about this? Their average player ranking. Now, they don't have a ton of commitments, but the average player ranking actually has them at number four in the country behind only Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia. And so once again, and we talked about it, and we're going to get into some details here. But I told you months ago, when Hugh Freeze was a candidate for the Auburn job, this is the guy they needed. They get him, and it's already paying dividends. And what I'd say about Hugh Freeze and Auburn really quickly, I don't think Freeze has really gotten the credit on the national scale that he deserves because up until this weekend, I don't know that he had that major splash that put everybody on notice, okay? But what he's slowly been doing, right? What do college football coaches talk about all the time? stacking wins on top of each other, stacking W's. It's not about one player. It's not about one workout. It's not about one good practice. It's about doing it repetitively over and over and over and over again. It's basically all Hugh Freeze has done since he got the job in whatever it was, late November, early December. First off, I think it's worth noting, his 2023 high school recruiting class ended up being ranked right around, I think, 18, 19 in the 24-7 sports uh, rankings. And if you just look at that in a vacuum, you'd say, oh, who cares? You know, if you have the 18th ranked recruiting class in the country, that's probably the sixth, seventh, eighth best recruiting class in the SEC. Um, And the 18th ranked recruiting class in the country isn't going to beat Georgia and Alabama. But what I would say to that is it's the old saying. It's not where you start. It's where you finish. And to understand why having the 18th ranked recruiting class in the country is impressive, you have to know where Hugh Freeze started, which is this. When Hugh Freeze took over at Auburn, the Auburn recruiting class was ranked in the 60s nationally. The 60s. Auburn should never be ranked in the 60s, but Brian Harson, we all know, and we'll get to it in a minute in depth, basically didn't recruit when he was at Auburn. Then he gets fired, whatever. Hugh Freeze took over a class in the 60s, and in like five weeks, got it into the top 20, flipped a kid that, that had been committed to, uh, to, to Ohio State, Flipped the kid that had been committed to Florida State, that had been committed to Miami, that had been committed to Tennessee. And so he has a top 20 class when it's all said and done. That was the first sign that, okay, this guy gets it. Second step, by the way, the portal class is through the roof. And I know that if you look at a portal ranking, Colorado and Deion Sanders are ranked number one in most of those rankings. And by the way, deservedly so. Colorado brought in a lot of good players, but they also just brought in a lot of players. And I would argue that while it hasn't been as flashy as what Coach Prime has done at Colorado, what Hugh Freeze has done has been just as impressive. What Hugh Freeze has done in the portal is slowly rebuilt through, and excuse me, he's slowly rebuilt. He's done it more quietly. He's done it with fewer players, but he has really targeted areas of need. 
This was a program that needed depth at quarterback, that needed depth at O-line, at wide receiver. What does he do? He signs Peyton Thorne, former quarterback from Michigan State when they won 11 games a few years ago. He adds, I would argue, four starting quality offensive linemen in the portal, four of the best offensive linemen available. He adds a bunch of wide receivers. Jair Shorter, all-conference USA player at North Texas. Caleb Burton from Ohio State. So he's 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 done it in the high school recruiting class. He's done it in the portal. But I really do think that the 2024 recruiting class was going to be the one that we ultimately judged Hugh Freeze on, right? Because you come in late in 2023, you can't make up ground. But in 2024, if you're good, that first full cycle when you're on campus, that's the sign of a coach that gets it and really the best coaches. I mean, even go back to last year, criticize whatever. But Miami, Mario Cristobal, first full cycle, top 10 or so class. Go back to Steve Sarkeesian's first full cycle, really good class. And that's where Hugh Freeze is trending right now. Now, I don't know if it's going to end up as a top 10 class because I don't know how many players he's ultimately going to end up taking. But as I said, two five stars in this class, uh, headlined by Perry Thompson, who committed this weekend, and the number four overall class in terms of player ranking. Remember, that is an important analytic to study and to follow. Any Every school signs a different number of players. So you might have the number eight ranked recruiting class in the country, but you might have signed 29 players to get there. Well, right now, Auburn is like 16th or 17th in the country, but it's because they've, they've only gotten commitments from a handful of players. And so we'll see how this class wraps up, but this is going to be in terms of the average player ranking, probably one of the top 10 classes in the country. Now, in terms of a couple things, let me, let me, let me, what do they say? Uh, let, let me just get it out of the way before anybody else, before I can even see the YouTube comment section. One, I already got when I mentioned Demarcus Riddick. Oh, they're all going to decommit by signing. And listen, what I would say is this. Could a player or two decommit? Yes, it happens all the time. But if you look at recruiting in the spring and summer, I don't know what the number is, but my guess is well over 90 to 95% of players who who commit in the spring and summer end up signing with the school that they, they committed to. And so I can't sit here and say that if they have 17, 18 kids committed today, that all 18 are going to sign on December, whatever. But the vast majority are. Two, by the way, don't tell me about NIL. Uh, you know, you, you say anything nice about any program these days. Oh, well, it's just it's NIL. It's just NIL. And I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. First off, I don't do rumors on NIL rumors and innuendo. Now, if you have a booster like John Ruiz coming out telling you exactly how much you're going to pay, that's a different conversation. But I didn't accuse AM of anything a few years ago. I didn't accuse this school. I didn't accuse that school. And with Auburn, I'm not going to accuse him. Two, it's the SEC. Everybody's got NIL. And by the way, you know who had NIL last year? Was Auburn. And Brian Harson wasn't getting players like this. And so what this says to me is exactly what I just said. Hugh Freeze is the right guy. And maybe as importantly, the last staff was not the right staff, or more specifically, Brian Harson, the former head coach, was not the right head coach. Because it's crazy, right? Listen, one thing I don't like to do in general, when one coach has success and he's taken over, I don't like to go back, oh, that guy was the worst. Now, in some cases, it's obvious. You see USC in year one under Lincoln Riley, it makes you realize how bad Clay Helton was. Uh, you, you you know, whatever. 
And it's kind of the same with Brian Harson. I don't know the guy. I don't dislike the guy. But you talk to anybody who covers recruiting, covers college football, covers the southeast portion of the country. Let's tell you, this guy just didn't even want to recruit. We talked about it at the time. They said recruiting wasn't a priority for him and his staff. And I, I've used the analogy before. I said, that's like me going to my wife and saying, sweetie, I love you. But communication, I'm just not that into it. We're just not going to communicate. I'm not going to try. It's the bedrock of a relationship. It's the bedrock of a marriage. And it's the same with recruiting in college football. You want to hear a crazy story? This kid, Perry Thompson, five-star from the state of Alabama, did not have an offer from Auburn when Brian Harson got fired. I'm sorry. That's malpractice. And it speaks to me what a mess that place was before and what it, it the, the direction that it's going in under Hugh Freeze. Now, again, does not happen overnight. You are not going to become a college football power in one recruiting class. We've talked about it a million times. It's one of the reasons I don't talk a ton of recruiting because recruiting isn't about one player. It isn't about one recruiting class. It's about doing it two, three, four years in a row at an elite level so that you can build a roster comparable to Georgia and Alabama and maybe Ohio State. That's why Michigan, as good as they've been, they don't recruit the same caliber of player. They've gotten to the playoff two years in a row. They haven't been able to close the deal. It's why Penn State's always on the outside looking in. It's why Lincoln Riley was always great on offense, but never had the total bodies on defense to get the job done. Why Brian Kelly left Notre Dame for LSU. Because I just can't recruit caliber players. I need to win at the highest level. And so one five-star and even two five-stars in a week doesn't guarantee anything for Auburn. But it proves to me, again, Hugh Freeze, right guy, gets it, gets what it's about. And most importantly, he gets what it takes to win in the SEC. If you're going to show up and you're going to think that it's going to recruit itself because you're wearing that AU on your chest, no, it's actually the exact opposite. You know who's the best recruiter in the SEC? Either Kirby Smart or Nick Saban. And you know what they also do? They also coach them up on during the week, coach them up on Saturdays. They scheme well. They're talent developers. You have to check all of the boxes. You can't just be a talent development guy. You have to do all of it. So credit you freeze. We'll see what happens on the field. I'm optimistic. I'm bullish on the Auburn Tigers. But I also believe, listen, we can only go based on today. And today, Hugh Freeze is cleaning up in recruiting. Finally, I just mentioned him very quickly. (laughs) Did you see what happened with John Ruiz over the weekend? Okay. So John Ruiz, for people who the name sounds familiar, but you can't quite piece it together. He was the Miami Super Booster who a few years ago on social media. So what did I just say? I don't do rumors and innuendo on NIL, but when a booster puts out how much he is paying an individual recruit, that's a different conversation. And this was the guy, John Ruiz, a few weeks ago, a few years ago, excuse me, if you remember, went on Twitter. I remember exactly where I was when I saw it and said, welcome Nigel Pack to Miami. He has signed a two-year $800,000 deal with Life Wallet, my company, to represent me in NIL. So at the time, that it was just stunning, right? It was just like, oh, wow. So that's the going rate of an elite recruit in, in the transfer portal. By the way, Nigel Pack, little fun fact, in the lead up to that commitment, everyone he, he's an Indiana kid. Everybody thought he was going to Purdue. Doesn't go to Purdue. Everyone's like, oh, Miami, that's different. Well, and then we find out why. And by the way, 
worked out very well for Miami. Nigel Pack was an important part of the school's first ever Final Four run. But at the same time, if you really dug into this John Ruiz guy, you kind of just said "Mm, something's not really right. Had run-ins with the past, previous companies, whatever. And listen, anybody can write one check. Anybody can write two checks. But this was a guy that was saying, I'm going to commit $10 million a year to NIL every single year. Well, it turns out that as we all kind of probably saw coming, John Ruiz isn't exactly the guy that he claimed that he was. How do we know? Well, a Miami Herald report peeled back the layers on him and what he's about. And here are among the things that we found out about John Ruiz over the last couple of days. He is a guy whose company made $23 million last year, according to tax returns. That sounds great on paper. Here's the problem. They were projected to make $992 million. So they fell short like 99.6% from their projections. Oh, by the way, he's facing multiple lawsuits. Multiple companies claim that he owes them millions of dollars. He's being investigated by the SEC. No, that's not a, a realignment topic. I'm talking about the Securities Exchange Commission. And also his company, their stock is currently selling at 25 cents a share. I'm not much of a trader, but I know that ain't very good. And so listen, I'm not going to do like a 15 minute segment on this. It just speaks to the fact that like, you know, this was just something you could just see coming a million miles away. Um, This is just something that you could see a million miles away. I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older. I I don't know what it is, but as we all get older, can't you kind of just smell, can't you just BS is in the air and you can kind of just smell it? I mean, that's kind of what it was with this guy. There was always something up. You know, they say the scared dog dog barks the loudest, whatever the, 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 the narrative is. And I just always looked at this guy and said, there's something not right. And maybe he gets it done for one player, one recruit, one season. But he has a history. If you go back and look, he's had problems, previous companies, all that good stuff. I just sit there and say, you know, I'm not sold. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what else to say is is that the only thing I can really say is that I never believed in this guy. The NIL space is changing quickly. Um, I don't think this is going to be a one super booster kind of business. I think it's going to be about uh, creating sustainable revenue models multiple people, multiple businesses, true NIL, truly creating value for other companies. John Ruiz, as this story unfolds, we'll continue to discuss it, but a wild, wild, wild story. All right. I think that's it for this episode of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. Uh, I do think it is time for me to get out of here. If you're not subscribed to the show, please make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure to subscribe. Also, make sure to rate and review the show. Go ahead, give us a quick five stars. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, all that good stuff. Make sure you're following on social media at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter, at Aaron Torres Pod on Instagram, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com. That is all for today's show. I do appreciate everybody joining. Time for me to get out of here. Time for me to go do uh, what I got to do. Because it's a busy, uh, busy Sunday, busy Monday here, uh, and it's time for me to go. So, with that said, thank you guys and girls for listening. That's all for today's show. Shout out to Torquin. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. 
Shout out to JJ Reddick, you FN Unblock me, bro. I will be back on Wednesday. New episode, Aaron Torres. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.